for tuning in to the Open Door Ministry Breadcrumbs Podcast with me, your host, Barbara Smith. We are here to share our blog articles with you in an audio format. We know that people are very busy and constantly on the go, but we all still need daily inspiration in our lives. It is our goal to share a few thought-provoking morsels that will challenge you to stay actively engaged in the Word of God. His Word is the bread of life. Superfluous by Barbara Smith. Back in the day, there was a lawsuit against McDonald's where a woman had bought a cup of coffee, put it in her lap, and as she was driving away, it spilled on her lap and leg area. It was a well-publicized event that goes something like this. Liebeck versus McDonald's restaurants. It was a highly publicized 1994 product liability lawsuit in the United States against the McDonald restaurant chain. The plaintiff, Stella Liebeck, a 79-year-old woman, suffered third-degree burns in her pelvic region when she accidentally spilled coffee in her lap after purchasing it from a McDonald's restaurant. She was hospitalized for eight days while undergoing skin grafting, followed by two years of medical treatment. Liebeck sought to settle with McDonald's for $20,000 to cover her medical expenses. When McDonald's refused, Liebeck's attorney filed suit in the United States District court for the District of New Mexico, accusing McDonald's of gross negligence. Liebeck's attorneys argued that at 180 to 190 degrees Fahrenheit, McDonald's coffee was defective and more likely to cause serious injuries than coffee served at any other establishment. The jury found that McDonald's was 80% responsible for the incident. They awarded Liebeck a net $160,000 in compensatory damages to cover medical expenses and $2.7 million, equivalent to $5 million in 2022, in punitive damages the equivalent of two days of McDonald's coffee sales. The trial judge reduced the punitive damages to three times the amount of the compensatory damages, totaling $640,000. The parties settled for a confidential amount before an appeal was decided. This case became a flashpoint in the debate in the United States over tort reform. It was cited by some as an example of frivolous litigation. ABC News called the case the poster child of excessive lawsuits, while legal scholar Jonathan Turley argued that the claim was a meaningful and worthy lawsuit. Now, after this incident, everyone, everywhere, including McDonald's, began to label all their items in very specific, almost elementary ways. For instance, coffee now has a huge label on it stating, CAUTION! HOT! However, note before that time it was not labeled. Was it because they didn't know that it was hot? No, on the contrary. They bought it because it was hot. We bought it because we liked it hot. But now everyone tries to cover their tracks because of the liability. Yes, some of this can border on the ridiculous, to say the least. 
Now, there are various sorts of aerosol sprays that not only give you good information, like how to store them and where so they do not combust, but also things like how to hold the can and spray away from your face. Do not hold it over a fire. Do not inhale it. Though these things should be common knowledge and no-brainers, they must put the simplest information on the labels. They are having to explain things as if we were all in kindergarten. The products are for adults, and kindergartners cannot even read yet, nor do they have jobs or money to purchase these products. It is sometimes quite ludicrous. Paul states in 2 Corinthians 9, 1-15, For as touching the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you, for I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Arcadia was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. Yet have I sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that, as I said, ye may be ready, lest haply, if they of Macedonia come with me, and find you unprepared, we, that we say not ye, should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you, and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness but this i say he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully every man according as he purposes in his heart so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for god loveth a cheerful giver and god is able to make all grace abound unto you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound in every good work as it is written he hath dispersed abroad he hath given to the poor his righteousness remains for ever now he that ministers seed to the sower both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness being enriched in everything to all bountifulness that causes through us thanksgiving to all for the administration of this service not only supplies the want of the saints but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto god while by the experiment of this ministration they glorify god for your professed subjection unto the gospel of christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men and by their prayer for you which long after you for the exceeding grace of god in you thanks be unto god for his unspeakable gift Paul is making the correlation between ministering to the saints and giving, and though he states it may be ridiculous and overkill to give so much information that they already should know, he finds it necessary to reiterate the teachings that they have heard before. Hebrews 6 verses 1 through 6 states, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundations of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, and of laying on of hands, and of resurrections from the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permit, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew 
them again unto repentance, seeing they have crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him at an open shame. However, many of the teachings are repeated more than once because of the tendency of humanity to say things like, I didn't know that, or when did they make this policy and play the ignorant card? To a builder, this analogy is ridiculous, and it would be superfluous to tell a contractor not to forget the foundation before building the house, or you're going to have to redo the foundation after the walls are already installed, just like the warning on the hot coffee that the coffee is hot. This was Paul's point. The foundation is the beginning and will be there for the duration of the building. If you decide to put a second story on your home, you do not need to dig up the foundation and absolutely should not, though more structural beams and pillars may need to be added to the existing structure. When we pastored in a little church of Cedar Lake, Indiana, our installation service was preached by Brother Kenneth Mendenhall. The message was called, All I Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. This was taken from a book by the same name, written in 1986 by Robert Fulgram. He was talking to us about the basics of life. You start out life and school by learning your ABCs, color shapes, manners, social and interactive skills such as playing together, sharing, waiting in line for the restroom or lunch, motor skills like cutting and holding a pencil, taking naps or laying down whether you wanted to or not, are lessons in being obedient to authority, and the list continues. But the point of this book was that these are foundations and they do not change, though we will build upon them as we grow and mature. For instance, in first, second, and third grade, you will take those ABCs and learn how to make words and then sentences with them, and you will learn to read what others have written. You will learn how to take colors and make an actual picture with them. If by third or fourth grade you have not learned these skills and more, there may be something drastically wrong with the teacher or you may have a learning disability. However, if everything is normal, everyone would think it ridiculous to get to fifth or sixth grade and the teacher begins going over the ABCs or start to read the book C Spot Run to the entire class. There are many things that seem redundant and superfluous. However, there are so many instances that we continue to have to repeat ourselves in life. For instance, don't drive drunk. There are many people who have multiple DUIs to show that they just have not gotten the message yet. Or a single mother continues to have children that she cannot support and is not getting the message of abstinence or free contraceptives are provided by the state. This is precisely Paul's contention. Why are we having to continually say the same things over and over? It is superfluous. In Galatians 1.9, Paul states, As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preaches any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. The foundation has already been laid, and it is not to be dug up or changed. The truth has already been revealed to us and has not changed. If you are allowing other waves of doctrines to come into your life, you will be compromising the structure and the integrity of your temple. 
We can see this happen in physical foundations as well. If moisture is seeping in, it will cause it to crack, as will our spiritual foundation if we try to water down the Word. There is a beautiful hymn which is called, On Christ the Solid Rock I Stand, All Other Ground is Sinking Sand. Keep your foundation strong and secure, and do not second-guess the blueprints. We must not be that person that must be babied as if we were in kindergarten again. Don't make your teachers and leaders sound ridiculous and superfluous by having to repeat everything to you. God wants us to grow up and mature in Him. He does not tell us whether to drink Coke or Sprite, coffee or water, or what specific cigarettes not to smoke. He expects us to treat our bodies as the temple of the Holy Ghost and to be mature about it. God is not a dictator or or a legalist. He is a loving father who teaches us. Then there are expected behaviors that follow the teaching. If the required actions are not seen by a father, there are consequences. Therefore, Paul, knowing this, often repeated things anyway, knowing that there would be those who would not get the instructions the first time and would need to hear it again. I, for one, am glad that we have a patient, loving Father who will allow us to ask the same questions repeatedly, even when it seems ridiculous. He wants us to succeed in life, and He wants us to make heaven our home. He gives us chance after chance. He put a quota on forgiveness when the disciples asked Him how many times they should forgive that was so superfluous and extra that it is incumbent upon us to forgive others all day long as He does us. Matthew 18, 21-22 says, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Let us also be patient and kind to others who are just not getting it and need to hear certain instructions again. This may be the day it actually clicks for them. On this subject, in 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 9, Paul once again states he is not going to repeat himself. It says, But as touching brotherly love, we need not that I write unto you again, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. He says that he is not going to tell them again, but he is actually repeating things he had already said before. We know what we need to do already. So instead of us having to hash and rehash the same things over and over again, being ridiculous, superfluous, or extra, or irritating, let us just be doers of the word, building upon the foundation that we already have been given. Thanks for joining us today. We trust you have been nourished and blessed. Always remember the Lord is faithful and His mercies are new every morning. Until next time, God bless.